right, so we are the Smoking Jays. We're here to discuss relationships, marriage, and parenthood. Parenthood. A podcast about three guys, three chapters, three attitudes. attitudes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to now, let's see, uh, day six, but this should be episode five, question mark, five or six of the the Breakers Dozen content marathon, exclusively here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. But of course, you can't have a content marathon with uh, the always wonderful, the always lovely, the always consistent. Yep, I said it. Smoke and Jays. Um, I will be one of your hosts for the evening. That is just Jared. Uh, with me, I have Mr. Johnny G. Sir, good evening. And how are you today? I am okay. Uh, me personally, I'm well. Thank you for asking. A uh, lot's been going on um, lately with things mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and and such but i am well how are you good good uh a lot going on here too um you know got got putting some topsoil down in the front yard um <laughs> so of course i managed to screw up my right knee um you know work baseball karate um as we record on a saturday night tomorrow is michael's birthday so that should be fun. Um, and he's going to be nine? Correct. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and I accidentally came across an easy way to remember for those who struggle with which kid is which month. We have James in January and Michael, oh, and Michael in May. I see what you did there. Mm. Interesting. So, See, for me... Um, I don't know. It's weird. I so like I got to try to remember your kids' birthdays. Like our kids are offset by a year, both of them. Yep. Uh, well, our, my first two kids and your first two kids. So, so like you know, it's Michael in January the tenth, and then Bella January the fifth. And I always remember that because fifth is half of ten. So, and then, uh, but Michael, be honest, I could never remember. But now I'll probably never forget because it would be five one five. So, am I, I right on I, that one? Yes, he he is. Uh, to be full out, it's five fifteen thirteen. Okay, well, that's too much. Which doesn't quite roll off the. <laughs> I tongue just know he'll be a year year older than Johnny, basically. So. It didn't quite roll off the tongue. Like any time I ever had to answer the date of birth question for James, it was always easy. It's one ten eleven. One plus uh, ten true. is eleven. So it was always uh, date of birth one ten eleven. Yeah, and then they're like, "All right, Michael's date of birth." I'm like five fifteen. 13. So like 515. It's funny with Bella. I'm like, like I have one, five, 12. There's no like Ram something that I could put with that. You know what I mean? There's just, I can't, uh, nothing. But Johnny is three, two, one, four. So I just go three, two, one. And then I go back to four. Um, So that's how I remember. I remember that one. Uh, The truck race is over. Well, that was Shitty. I saw the last three laps and didn't know that it was the last three laps. So now I know. Who so I guess we're going to go back to the Mets. Um, Other than that, I, I, I have been trying quite unsuccessfully, by the way, to do uh, completely nothing 
uh, have yet to succeed in that doing nothing. Um, which reminds me, I had a quote that I would like to share with you that uh, I'll never be able to do it the full justice. The guy that I got the quote from said it so much more interestingly, but I'm going to attempt to put the inflection on. There's one thing that every guy wants at the end of the day, nothing. Every guy deep down wants to be able to sit there and do and think about nothing. Everything we do is motivated by this one desire. It's why we have jobs so that we can have enough money to eventually sit there and do nothing. It's why we weaponize incompetence because if we pretend we don't know how to do something long enough, you'll stop asking us and we can sit there and do nothing. Women, on the other hand, seem to be motivated by the exact opposite. Women seem to be motivated by the desire to do something. It doesn't matter what the thing is, as long as it's something. If there's nothing to do, they'll find something to do. It's why a woman will become upset if she comes home and finds her husband doing nothing. It's why men don't understand drama because drama is literally making something out of nothing. It's already nothing. Leave it alone. Now you're making it something. It's why men are always trying to fix things because if you have a problem, I fix it. Now it's nothing. Everything I do is pushing us towards that ever elusive, elusive, sacred place of nothing. I like it. And it couldn't be more on point. Oh, 100%. Because it's like, I, I do what I do and I run around and I do this and I do that and I go here and I go there and I come home and I sit down on the couch and I'm just like, oh, nothing. What are you thinking about? Nothing. nothing. What's going through your mind right now? Nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. You know, it's funny because like, I, I, I truly feel this way. You know, there's so much going on in my life right now. Um, every second of every day is occupied. Um, mm -hmm. Case in point, I have a, a guy I do, uh, I put his Christmas lights up, you know, uh, in the winter. And he wants to put uh, lighting, uh, outdoor lighting around his yard. And he's got the lights in some spots, but he wants to run wiring and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm not like certified electrician, right? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I just don't, can't be bothered. I just want everything to run together on like one, one line. And I'm like, cool, run an extension cord. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, like everybody else does, I, I, you know, whatever. But the way I do the Christmas lights is I, I tie in my own, my own wire. Like I make my own extension cords and I make them to fit and plug in, you know, where I want them. So he basically wants one continuous line with, you know, female plugs along the way. So you can plug into different lights in different junctures of the yard. Uh, anyway, nobody really needed to even fucking know that story to, to understand what I was getting at. But my point is he's been reaching out to me for almost a week. And I finally was able to have a conversation with him today. And it was literally a three minute, four minute conversation at most. Um, and, and one and a half of those minutes was me apologizing for not having four minutes to give him over the phone because, you know, I'm literally jam packed with something to do all the time. Um, which doesn't leave much time for nothing. So I'm with you on the quote, because at the end of the day, I'm so fried and uh, between work and just thinking about how to continue to make ends meet with, you know, still maintaining our lifestyle and our spending habits and all of that um, and still have the kids do their things. It's just, it wears on you and then spending your time trying to split it equally between four kids and some kids going to need more attention than another at a different time. And 
Um, babies obviously need a lot of attention. Johnny probably gets the most attention, but it's not quality time or attention. And so like, you know, I try to go to Bella and spend some quality time with her. And then Johnny's left out. And then I can remember he's like one of the middle children now. So um, mm. if you believe in that kind of thing, one of- now I've got to, you know, I've got to uh, nurture that. So um, at the end of the day, when it's like 10, 10 30, and it's time to do nothing, um, I'm still usually doing something. It drives me fucking nuts. So uh, it is nice though, when you can just sit back. Like, I love it when Emily goes to pick the kids up from school. And like, if I'm, I'm working, she'll take the babies with her. And I'll like, she'll leave the house and it's instantly quiet. There's nothing happening. Like I, I can live it, I'll just sit there on the couch and listen to the birds chirp through the window. And I'm like, this is, this is fucking gold. Um, magical. It, it is magical. Uh, not being able to hear yourself think was a phrase that I thought people just said when I was a child. Knowing what that actually feels like now is brutal. Like, oh, yeah. like when, like it's, it's, it's crazy because you're there trying to think you can't hear yourself think it's interesting but yeah and you 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 come home from work well i know you work from home so it's a little different but it's like you know if you when you disconnect like i come home from work i walk in the door and it's can I this? Hey, can you do that? Hey, what's for dinner? What are we going to do here? What, what do we have going on for today? I just walked in the door. Back up. <laughs> Dude, I, um, I envy you in some ways and others who don't work from home because you get that decompression time, whether it's to listen to an old Lincoln Park album, or it's to listen to nothing, or it's to talk on the phone to a friend or a podcast or, you know, whatever it is you choose to do on your ride home is your way of separating your day from what was to what will be. And, you know, look, I'm not downplaying anybody's role. This is going to segue perfectly into what I want to talk about tonight. Um, I'm not downplaying anybody's role in, in a relationship and marriage or, or life. Moms got it rough. Um, but I don't know that. And, I, and I'm speaking in general terms because no mom is created equally and every mom has a different job. And some moms work, some moms work from home. Some moms are uh, simple, like just moms, housewives, which is still work. Um, it just doesn't pay a dollar value, okay? Um, but yeah, be careful what you say nowadays because whatever. Um, but people forget about the dads. And it's, this doesn't bother me too much. I try not to think about it too much. But sometimes I get to like a tipping point or sometimes I get to my point of where like I've just had a fuck enough. And everybody's like, what the fuck's your problem? Why are you so this? Why are you so that? Like you don't, see my struggles you don't see my thoughts you don't see what goes on in my head and what i deal with um and one of the things that i really think um hurts me is not having that decompression uh 
as much as I love working from home, literally we'll roll out of bed at 7.45 to get ready for work, to start work at eight some days. Um, I don't have that ride in, which is great. I don't have to get up by traffic, make my coffee, I sit in my shorts, fire up the computer, start doing what I gotta do. But throughout the day, I'm still here, which is a blessing and a curse because I love to be around my family, but I am instantly involved in whatever it is that's going on in the house because I, you know, two small babies under the age of two. So I try to help out with as much as I can, but that pulls me away from work. And sometimes that's okay, but sometimes it's not. And that creates a little bit of a rip because say on a Wednesday at 11 o'clock in the morning, baby starts crying. I can put myself on break for 10 or 15 minutes and it's no big deal. I can help Emily out. But on a Monday at the same time, same circumstance and the phone's ringing off the hook, I cannot afford to put myself on break for those five, 10 minutes um, to help with whatever's going on. Lost Just, income. Because that's the money. Right. Exactly. And I work on, I have a, a base salary, but most of my income is commissions and bonuses. And my bonus tier is awesome because every time I hit $10,000 in sales, I make an extra 200 bucks. So if I do $100,000 in sales for the month, that's two grand bonus money that's going in my pocket just for doing my job. And making or breaking those, you're making or missing those increments could be one phone call. Um, they all count. So it's tough because I'll help in one moment and I won't be able to help in another moment. And it's hard to understand from an outsider. He's like, like, why? Like, why? You were just here. You could do this. You put yourself on break to watch the last inning of the baseball game or the last lap of the race that's on TV. Um, but you can't put yourself on break to change the baby's diaper. Well, at the time that the last lap of the race was happening, it was February. <laughs> the phone wasn't ringing. You know, that's a, that's not an actual example of what happened, but it's, it's close, you know? So anyways, my point is I try to be present as much as I can. I can't always. So I have to separate myself throughout the day. At times I'll work out of my office or I'll work out of my daughter's room at her desk because I'm on the same level. I could just easily pop out of the bedroom if I need to help with something, which is nice. But Emily made it clear that sometimes it's harder for her during the day when I'm downstairs trying to help because she's always concerned about having to keep the kids quiet while I'm on the phone. So she's like, go separate yourself, go to the office, go do this. Right. But then it's like double standard in my mind. Cause then it's like when my time's up at five o'clock and you had a day, I don't have that hour ride home. I have 12 steps downstairs. I open the door and it's, Dad, can you play Roblox? Dad, what's for dinner? Dad, can you go play catch? Dad, you want to go outside? Baby's crying. This one needs a diaper. It's hanging off his ass. That one needs milk. Emily looks like she's ready to fucking kill everybody. You know, so, and it's like, okay, what I'm getting pulled literally in five different directions at the same time. And no direction I pick is the right one. I have to be there for all of them. And that's a hard thing to try to manage or balance because somebody, more than one person is going to get shafted the time that they want or the time they've been waiting. Because they've all been waiting for five o'clock. All been waiting for dad. 100%. And when dad shows up, they all, you know, there's just not five of me to go around. And that was one of the things that was the hardest for me to try to like, you know, put in a, like, how am I going to split my time? 
you know, when I when I had Johnny, our second kid, it's like, oh my God, now Bella's going to lose half her time, half. Now I have four and she's getting a quarter of the time. So that weighs on me. And so that's why I choose to work from home because those extra couple hours I can spend with the family. I can spend taking care of things around the house, but you don't get that, that mental break that you oh, oh, so absolutely need. Like this podcast is great for me. Um, And a lot of times when we do that night, if it's late enough when we finish, then I might be able to hop on the computer or hop on my Xbox or just sit here and watch the game. You know, um, do nothing but, and do nothing. Um, so, so that's that's um, so yeah. So that's that. That's interesting. But um, I don't know if you had anything you want to add in there or whatever. But I did have something I wanted to touch on. It kind of branches off of that. Oh, go right um, ahead. Go for it. So Mother's Day. Huh. We're just gonna we're gonna go for the gusto. Just gonna we're just gonna go right. And this is gonna be the popular unpopular opinion. And so should I should I throw out the trigger warning? No trigger. I mean, trigger warning. I, so you, uh, you may or may not find this content upcoming triggered. triggering. Yeah. In no way, shape, or form does this necessarily. Oh no! It definitely, most likely, does support or uh, these views expressed most likely almost 99% sure represent the views of all of the smoke and jays and all as always listener discretion is advised carry us so i'm not going to go as deep as you probably think i might that's what she says because to to be honest i really don't have much to do there this was by far um as a whole the most uneventful mother's day i've ever been a part of but at the same time it was it was really good um i mean it was really good for emily and us as an immediate family we had all the kids um was able to come through and um get emily something nice for Mother's Day that uh, not only did she uh, deep down inside really want, but also get a lot of use out of. So she, she loved her gift and I'll get to that in a moment. Um, but we had the kids and the kids made gifts. Um, you know, they made their cards and, and they got their stuff from school, you know, the cheesy things that make you melt um, oh. and all that. Bella wrote something amazing from the heart, which I, I wish I had a picture of it. Oh, I do. Actually, um, bear with me here a moment. Um, so she wrote this thing for Emily um, on Mother's Day, which was was amazing. She had her teacher actually write it out on a, a piece of a poster board, and she cut it. But it was uh, her words, Emily. Since you came into my life, you've been like a second mom to me. I love the girls' days we have together, and you always make me feel special. I'm so grateful to be your stepdaughter, and I'm so thankful for the gift of my two new brothers. Love, Bella. Oh. That melted my heart because 
I have, since my divorce, put a lot of pressure on myself, wondering, you know, just like nurturing that relationship and not knowing how it'll turn out. Will the kids really, really value Emily in their life as a, a, a mother or a stepmother, second mother, whatever? Um, and and really feel that unconditional love um, towards her. And that was the first time that I can recall in that way that it really came through. Um, and you could see the heart that Bella has and the love that she has for, for Emily and considering her a mom, even though we're not married. So that was cool. And to start the day with that, and have all the kids there was great. Uh, we went out to breakfast. One of Emily's favorite places to go is Cracker Barrel because she loves to walk through the shops and spend more money on whatever senseless things are in the shops than the food we ate itself. Correct. Um, but the food we ate itself was really good and relatively inexpensive. Cracker Barrel is a great place to go. If you got one near you, check it out. Um, there's really nothing on their menu more than like 12 bucks. Like she could get it like a sure. steak or something, which is great. Um, so we did that. And then we just kind of hung out at home. You know, we spent time together as a family. Um, but for the first time, not including COVID uh, years, but for the first time, did not see my mother or my grandmother on Mother's Day. And that was kind of a shame. Um, now, my grandmother had some uh, stuff going on doctor's appointments and things like that and she was back and forth between my aunt's house and uh and her house and so they they have like their own they had like kind of like their own deal going on but um you know i think my mom kind of kept it low-key and stayed home um we haven't really talked a whole lot lately um i'm not gonna really get into that but we just haven't really been on the same page with some things and um views on things or opinions of things and uh i guess you could say we're in a, a place of limbo, where, you know, uh, neither one of us wants to <laughs> make that next move to, to try and open up those lines of communication again, because we both feel that we're right in our own respective way. And uh, I guess can't see the other's point of view enough to just bury it and move on. So we just haven't been speaking, which really sucks. So well, that a stalemate. Yeah, stalemate. Uh, great. Great word for that. Um, knew there was one out there. So that was kind of somber, you know, not being able to see or spend time with, you know, my mom on Mother's Day. Um, but really, Mother's Day hasn't really been much like of a big day for her. Like she always downplays it. And deep down, I think I, I think she really wants to have a big special Mother's Day. We used to do like brunches as a family, like the whole extended family and everybody. But as years went on and kids moved on and whatever, it just um, sort of fizzled out. But um, she sometimes is like, oh, it's just another day. But I know deep down she wants to be special. And it just was, just didn't feel right. Just didn't feel like a mother's day. But anyways, back to uh, my, my topic. So Emily was going through Facebook uh, at one point during the day. And there was a post that I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the post in front of me. Um, it's part of a group she's part of, and I, I, just, I didn't log in and screenshot it or whatever, but it went a little something like this. Um, woman posts about how, basically how shitty her husband is, um, how 
Mother's Day is sort of a sham. It's kind of bullshit that, you know, there needs to be a day to celebrate moms and moms should be celebrated every day, um, but especially on Mother's Day. And, you know, she never gets anything good for Mother's Day. Her husband never really thinks of her. Um, so this year she decided to drop some subtle hints um, along the way. And, um, and then those hints basically became downright like requests. Like, this is what I would like to have for Mother's Day. And I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something that had to do with the kids, like wanted to get the kids involved with the craft. She sent him like Pinterests and, and things of like things he could do, like macaroni necklaces and shit like that. You know, something that he could do as a dad to be creative with the kids and, and, and do for mom. Now, um, he didn't do it, any of it. So he failed Mother's Day. All right, um, miserably. And so she goes on and starts ripping him apart. And, uh, you know, this is bullshit. Like, I even told him what I wanted. Um, and then it was like a generalization. And then you read the comments below, and it was just like, well, that's because you married a man. You shouldn't expect much from a man. Um, that's because, you know, he's not thoughtful because he's a man. Um, he didn't pick up on your cues because he's oblivious because he's a man. And the more I listened mm. to Emily read these comments off to me, the more it really irritated the fuck out of me because being a man has nothing to fucking do with it. And I usually don't get fired up about this kind of stuff. I, I usually don't let these kinds of things bother me, but when people stereotype or generalize based on their own experiences and not those of others um you know guys get a shit rap as it is right but listen ladies there are decent men out there that do things for their significant others um without being told and without it being a special occasion um so not all men are that way um and in fact that's not the definition of, of a man, you know what I mean? It's like the way this, this lady meant it. And so Emily chimed in and she goes like, sounds like you need uh, a new man or you need to set your expectations lower, you know, something along those lines. And, and it was like, I don't know, I could go off and on, on and on and on about this and I can go off in different like directions and tangents. But the thing for me was, look, if, if you have these standards, right? for your man and um, they're just not there. Okay. He's not meeting those expectations to the point where you have to spell it out for him. Um, and then he still doesn't get it. Who are you to sit there and complain about him? You're the one choosing to be with him. If you feel like you deserve better or you want better for yourself, then go out and get it. That's, sure. that's my opinion. Now I will say there are times where Emily expects things of me, not Mother's Day or gift related, but just things that maybe I don't catch up on or catch. I, I, I don't catch, you know, the verbal cues or nonverbal cues, whatever. Um, I sometimes you do need to spell it out. Right. Because we can't 100%. always know what you're thinking. Right. It's just not possible. The same way you don't always know what we're thinking. Um, so it's OK to have to spell it out for him every once in a while. 
But look, she's this lady was absolutely right. You don't need a day to be celebrated. Every day should be Mother's Day. Um, you know, you, you know, if you have a wife or a significant other in some way, shape, or form, you should be celebrating her on a day-to-day basis. Now, that doesn't mean extravagant gifts and flowers. It means just being there, supportive, loving, tending to her needs, doing things within a relationship that you should already be doing, and just appreciating the things that she does and showing her, letting her know. All right. Um, yeah. That should be like a common thing in a relationship whatsoever. You shouldn't need the day. But yeah, the day should not be it's your, like, your right. reasoning. It's like, it's like same thing with Father's Day and, and really the same thing with Valentine's Day. I don't need Valentine's Day to prove to my fiance that I love her. And nor does she need that for me. Okay. But especially on those days, you should do something, something and a card, a poem, an email, um, some sort of a gesture. And if you have children, if you have children and they're not old enough to be creative and do for themselves for mom on mother's day, then you should be doing it with them. I cannot tell you, I've been divorced for seven years. Okay. Every Mother's Day, my ex-wife has a gift, whether it was made, created, bought, whatever. It was put together by either myself or Emily with the kids, with her in mind to celebrate her on Mother's Day. And I don't need to do that. But the kids should be celebrating their mother. And if they're not capable, then the dad should be doing that. Okay. Should be, and the dad should be doing it regardless. He should be doing that regardless, but especially on Mother's Day. But my point is, if, if your man's not doing this, ladies, okay, um, then maybe he just sucks. Okay. It's not because he's a man. It's just because he sucks, you know, and, and I'm sorry. I probably have friends out there that fit that category. Um, I might've even fit that mold once upon a time, you know, cause it's hard. Like Emily and I talked about it, right? Like, think about this. If you're with somebody like you've been married, what, 12, 13 years, it'd be 13 years this year, 13 years. Yes. 13 years this year. So let's think about this for a second. You've got a birthday. You've got an anniversary, you've got Mother's Day, you've got Christmas, you've got Valentine's Day. And if you want to celebrate like your dating anniversary, you've you've got at least five occasions right off the bat that you've got to do something for your wife. Right. Um, Just because. okay, And, and, and then you've got the other shit all throughout the year as well, like, you know, the surprise dinners or the back rubs or this or that or whatever. Right. But, but it's this fucking difficult, ladies, five occasions over the course of one year to do something unique and, and significant, right? Um, and then multiply that by 13 years for you, sir. What's that math? It's more than 50, more than 60. Like how many beaded? It's hard to how, keep up with. How many pasta necklaces does she need, right? How many geraniums does she need? How many, like, you know, there's only so many dinners you can go on. There's only so many ideas you have 
you know, right. so that's why I say like, even just the smallest of gesture, a card, like Emily's simple. She just likes a card, a couple of flowers. She knows it's coming, but she likes it because what you write in the card, it might have some significant meaning for that time period. And it's just the thought that counts. It's not just the saying, it's not a cliche. It's the thought that counts. And a lot of times ladies, that's, or, or guys, that's all the ladies really want. Um, but ladies, if your man isn't doing those things on a regular basis, let alone on Mother's Day, then maybe your standards are, I don't know, maybe they're, I'm not saying they're too high, but for that particular individual, maybe. Um, but maybe you shouldn't expect it from that particular person. But it doesn't mean that all men are that way. So I found that really irritating um, because I personally think, and I put you in this category, I think we're very fine men. I think we take care of our ladies. Uh, I'm so fine. I take care of the one I'm not even married to anymore. <laughs> because as the man, as the father or the ex-husband or the father of your ex's children, you should be there. You should show up. Agreed. Um, so that? So I, I always hate like certain holidays and occasions because it's very difficult with my significant other who hates flowers because, well, okay, you're giving me something that A, I have to take care of, but B, more importantly, even when you do take care of it, it inevitably within like a week or so, they start to wilt or die. Okay, fair. Yeah. Also not very big on the mushy sentimental stuff i know that's that's hard for you to imagine i can i'm sure it's very <laughs> difficult um so there's like i i i struggle with certain occasions because it's like i i want to show the appreciation and to your point how many macaroni necklaces how many how many hand-drawn happy Mother's Day cards, happy birthday cards, whatever, you know, how many of those things can you repeatedly do? So now, now I try to, like, I don't do it on a constant basis. So Valentine's Day, yeah, I'll get a card, you know, I'll grab like the thing of chocolates at, at whatever store because I know she appreciates them. But other than that, like I kind of just, I don't go crazy with it because not that I don't think she appreciates it, but I, I know that she's not a big fan of the holiday. Okay, fine. Um, then I start really trying to dig deep on stuff. So for example, um, last year, a lot of baseball, the moms would have uh, the adult beverages were out. So the they're obviously not going to just have them out in the open um so they will she was using the yeti cup that i got from work and it's you know as much as it's still a yeti cup it's got the company logo on it i'm like well you know maybe maybe not the best thing to have right. or at least you know maybe i'll try to get one for her so i ended up getting one uh that on one side of the cup, you can actually get a custom Yeti, by the way, 
in case you nice. didn't know this. Um, and it's only a little bit more than a normal Yeti cup, just throwing Which is like there. your left arm and right testicle, but sure. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Um, so it was, so on one side it says Erickson 87, and on the other side it says Baseball Mom. And they didn't have purple to match the team color. So I just, you know, I got the, um, who's it? What's it? I just got black so that the, the custom, like the engraving or whatever would show up. Right. That was well-received. Um, and then for mother's day, I actually got, you see the advertisements all over Instagram all the time, the little necklace where if you look through, you can, actually yeah. there's a little picture. Yeah. Did you get one of those? I sure did. Is it cool? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a little harder to see than they make it look. I always worry about it, those things. Like, are we the only ones that get those ads? Like I imagine the moms or the females don't get those ads, but then I'm like, well, if I get it and she saw it, then it's kind of like, she knows where it's from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so oddly enough, um, when you go and look for them, like, cause of course, when you're not looking for it, That's you I'm get saying. advertisements every <laughs> other square. Right. Um, but when you want them, <laughs> so um, I said, okay, let me Google search it. Well, about 20 different websites and resources and spots that you can purchase them from pop up. Um, yeah. So that's not so, so easy. Yeah, no, no, it isn't. So um, I, I just ended up, okay, well, you know what? We'll just, uh, we'll just go with the one, you know, I, I clicked and clicked and clicked until I found the best ratings. And I said, okay, um, we'll go with this one. Got that. And it was, it was well-received. So I, I feel like, yeah. Okay. I did pretty good on that one. So we'll see. We have my birthday and father's day coming up. So, you know, and so like I, um, low key, it's, it's cool when you get a gift, right. Cool. Um, we don't necessarily ask for it or want it or expect it, but it is cool when you get a gift from father's day. Like I love the shit that I get from like the kids on father's day. Like Bella made this for me last year. It's a, um, it's like, I don't know. It's like a little, pencil holder for your desk but she made it in ceramics class in and she's in fourth grade i did not know they even had or maybe a third class. she made this when she was in third grade but yeah her art class they did like a ceramics week and so like pottery and and shit and then she did the whole thing and then it, it dried and cured and then the next week she went in and painted it and then she wrote isabella 2021 on it on the bottom like you know i have all kinds of little things around that have the like earth necklaces and you're the you're my world kind of you know the cheesy paper ties but it's cool and I, I enjoy getting stuff from the kids it's definitely cool when emily would will get something uh small with the kids or the thought or whatever but i'm not upset if i don't get anything um because i do honestly splurge on myself a lot throughout the year on things um and so when she's telling me, I, I feel terrible. I don't have anything for you for Father's Day. I'm like, 
dude, I spent $12 on this stupid little spiral ball that sits on my desk that I just want to go around in circles. Like I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I sit on Amazon and I'll drop 80 bucks on, on random bullshit that I probably don't need just because. So appreciate it. Thanks for the thought, but look, I just want to be with you. Or I just want to be with the kids, but it is cool to get some. I was um, going to say there is, there is a certain, um, there is a certain degree of appreciation when you do get that item or you do, you know, get that thoughtful gift or whatever the case is. Um, but then I, I also, I feel like, and maybe I'm way off base and maybe I'm completely wrong, but I feel like there is a different level of pressure and a different level of expectation for um, for men during those particular holidays than there are for women. Well, yeah, because she's getting it no matter what, whether she gives you a gift or not. But if you don't get her a gift, you're probably not getting it. And by it, I mean it. It. Yeah. I'm um, not getting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding aside, though, um, it's totally true. Um, I don't know if I would call it a double standard, but um, because I don't know that there is a standard to it. Right. But it should be like maybe it's a double expectation. I, I don't know how you would call it, but you're right. There's definitely more pressure on uh, on on the man in the situation to provide some sort of something recognition um, for the holiday or special occasion for the woman um, than it is the other way around. Um, but I mean, like if I didn't get anything on Father's Day, I'd be like, oh man, it sucks. Yeah, that'd be cool. Get some little something for the kids. But the stupidest shit I I I love and enjoy. But I'm also a sap. You know, the coolest thing Emily did for me was a few years ago. Um, she did and it was last minute, like the night before, or maybe even the morning of, I was out like and she had the kids dress up and she made like a little video and where she asked them like 10 questions or five questions about like, what's their favorite thing about that or whatever. And it was like this two minute thing. And I cried like a little bitch. <laughs> like, and I still like every time I watch it, you know, um, it, it's cool. Like, I, I don't know. And I, I'm actually looking at it. I have a picture friend. There's like three pictures. So she got pictures of the video and she had them printed out um, and given to me. So I guess it wasn't the morning up because she wouldn't have been able to pull that up, but it was within the last you know, a couple of days. And look, I'm guys, I don't usually plan way in advance. Like mother, she told me three or four weeks ago before mother's day came. Wow. Mother's day is coming soon. It's like three or four weeks. And that was like my hint. And I picked up on it then. And I was looking at my calendar. I'm like, yeah, I got three or four weeks. And then I had something, a really cool idea that I'm not going to share because I still want to do it um, that I've wanted to do. And just didn't, it wasn't going to be exactly what I wanted it to be. And so I thought, she was just getting fucking flowers in a car and like two, three days before it was like, maybe it was like Tuesday before mother's day. She, we were making coffee. We have coffee every morning together. Like while I'm working, she was watch TV. Right. She's like, damn, you know, I really need a fucking espresso machine. Ding. Ding. Bro. I won mother's day. Hands down. Probably never top it. Um, winner, winner, chicken, chicken dinner. dinner. Uh, and Anyway, not for this podcast, um, but yes. So during the pandemic, she had posted something on Facebook about like wanting an espresso machine and, and she asked around, anybody have any good recommendations? 
And I saw the post. She didn't know I saw the post. And I was going to do it for Christmas. And they were sold out on back order. Couldn't get them for months. Um, the specific ones that, you know, I think she might have wanted based on the feedback, right? So I just forgot about it. And when she said that last week, I went right on Amazon or on, on the Nespresso site. And I put the order in. And it said like one to three business days in stock. Bitch showed up on my doorstep the next day before noon. The next day. I was like Wednesday. I'm like, hey, I think I might, you might like your Mother's Day gift this year. She's like, you got me something? I'm like, hey, I got yours. Hopefully it shows up in time. A little small something. Nothing big. Showed up the next day, fucking giant box. And I just put that shit right on the floor in front of her. And I let it sit there for three days. Because she hates that. She likes to, you know, she wants to open her gifts and she loves gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. So, yeah, then I, then it actually was like three boxes in one because it came with samples. Um, so I wrapped everything, but the one box of samples looks like a lot, like a necklace or a bracelet box. And I said, that is not what you think it is. I said, but you got to open the big box first because the little one will give it away. So she started with the big present and it was the, the machine. And we, I mean, she's made, came with like, um, I don't know, 20 samples. She's gone through half of them. And I have had a couple of cups myself. Pretty good investment, I must say. But she loves it. She loves it. But sometimes it's just, you know, little, just listen, little things. You know what she hinted at? She's a good uh, life hack for the guys that might be a little oblivious. Um, there is always something in the Amazon cart saved for later. We share always. an Amazon account. Now, I have my own Amazon account I signed up for years ago. And I mm-hmm. still use that for like Christmas presents and stuff. Right. Um, that's how I keep it separate and secret. But um, well played. Yeah. But she knows about it, which is kind of funny. You know, she's just like, whatever. But um, I, she was like, you know, I was telling her, I was like, I just struggle sometimes to try and figure out what to buy you. She's like, John, at any given moment, there's at least 30 things in the Amazon cart saved for later. I'm like, good to know. This motherfucker took advantage of that for Christmas. I went right into save for later and I, I, I copy and pasted the description on like three or four things. And then I put them in my Amazon search and then I bought them through my Amazon. She said, how'd you know I wanted this? I'm like, I don't know. It was amazing. I'm just a good guesser, but magic. it was magic. I, t- I told her, though, like, later in the day, I was like, remember that time you told me, like, your Amazon card? She's like, I totally forgot. I put that in my Amazon card. You so, gave it away. Yeah, she'd have figured it out anyway. But I had to tell her, otherwise she would have went and, and bought it. But what was cool is, based on what she had saved in her Amazon card, it gave me other things to think about, other ideas. And so I did wind up buying her a couple other things that came to mind that I thought she might enjoy or like based on the things that were in her card. I was like the real life, like... Uh, bot automated formula thing that you see on on the internet, like you know, oh, you, you might pick like up these, somebody's phone and you, yeah, well, you put you might because you search for this, you might like you might also like this, or because you watch this TV yeah. show, you might also like that. Yeah, it's like because she's put this in her cart, she might also want that. And, dude, I didn't strike out for Christmas. I've been on a good good run, but I am a procrastinator. I do wait until like the last possible second to to do anything. Um, but it is difficult. Um, especially working from home, you know, difficult to try and do any kind of craft or go to the store where, without her noticing, 
was like the night before and she's like don't forget after you got it you got to you know she's like do you got to go to walmart for anything later or do you got to go to the store for anything later i was like no i was picking up the kids the night before mother's day mm-hmm. she's like you don't have to go to store for anything i was like no she's like are you sure i'm like i'm sure she's like so you don't got to go to the store for anything i'm like i already got your fucking card what else do you want <laughs> seriously like I see uh, the hint you're trying to give. I got that. you, girl. But yeah, don't don't. Um, but no, it was is is fine. But um, anyways, so so that was my bit on uh, on that. Um, I don't know what else you got. Um, uh, I I just have one other thing when we when we close that I want to touch on. It's more of like a. A mushy thing so i want to make sure we end on it then that's that's a good idea yeah. um debating debating do i want to stir the pot or do i want to let it sit i don't know man <laughs> do they listen to the podcast maybe uh well they damn well better but um i'm not gonna stir the pot you know what you know what that that is how you set the hook and you get them to come back for more. So no, you know what? On the next episode of the smoking Jays, one of the Jays is going to stir the pot. So that'll give me two weeks to get that big chunk of wood, <laughs> shape it out, sand it, seal it really Mm, get it ready so that I got a big old spoon to just blap and just mm, stir the pot, stir the pot. Oh, I got a big old, I got a big old spoon and I'm going to stir the pot. Mm. Sounds like a good episode. I can't wait to record that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that episode is legitimately going to be called. So pot. let's stir the pot. Okay. That'll, that'll gain some traction. Hmm. Yes. So, so um, you're gonna save that one then? Yeah, I'm gonna. You know what? I am going to save that one. I'm going to on the next episode of the Smoking Jays. Um, yes, we're gonna save that one. Um, so hit us with the mush. Go ahead. Let's have it. All right. So this was I. I wrote this last night. Um, yesterday I had a little bit of a, a difficult day. Um, not for my own, may, maybe somewhat selfishly, but um, it was um, it was a little a, r- a rough evening. So I sat, had some alone time. I sat and I wrote, and I was going to start the show with this um, by saying, you know, there were some lighthearted things we wanted to discuss, but I want to start with this. And I thought better of it. You know, maybe we just close it out with a, a final thought. Um, so while we did discuss some lighthearted things and we had some good conversations tonight, um, we're, I'm going to end it on a little bit of a somber note, unfortunately. So I apologize for that, but, um, and I'm just going to read what I wrote because I won't be able to recall it. So here she go. You know, it's not often in life that I've really been in a position to really feel loss or feel real true pain. Um, and I know we, you know, you and I, Jared, and even with John, we've touched on this in the past. 
uh, and some episodes, you know, with, with dealing with grief and dealing with loss and, and family members lost, you know, uh, that are close to us. It's been a really long time for me. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to where I haven't really had to endure that true gut-wrenching grief. And I know it's only a matter of time before that tidal wave does hit. Um, and I'm not ever going to pretend like I understand or know what someone else might be going through, especially if I haven't already gone through it myself. But last night I sat there in my car um, with a really heavy heart, broken for someone that I, I wouldn't say has been my best friend over time or that I've even really been super close with in recent years. But for someone who that I know, if I were to call in a time of need, would be there. Um, this friend of mine lost their child this week. And I won't go into specifics, but um, just let that sink in for a second. This friend of mine lost their child this week, a week after Mother's Day. Um, I don't think anyone can really put into words what that feels like, even if you have gone through it. But trying to imagine what somebody who is actually going through that is feeling that is gut-wrenching. Like if I, if I sit here and close my eyes and I imagine, to, if I try to imagine that that's me and I put myself in this person's shoes, it's instant pain. It's swollen eyes. The heart skips a beat. Your, your, your stomach is in your chest. Um, and like I said, this, this person and I have not been super close or really heavily involved in each other's lives in quite some time. Like it's, it's a touch and go more of a acquaintance type of a relationship, you know, social media highs and buys and likes and hearts and ha-has, right? Um, but this is somebody that I consider to be the sole reason why I am where I am in my life today. Um, this person was really instrumental in orchestrating the way things sort of unfolded um, when I was going through my divorce and, and after for, for a while. And life's funny, you know, it's usually a crazy sequence of events that take you from one place to another um, and to get you to where you, where you eventually wind up. But um, like I said, at one point in, in my life, this person I crossed paths and this person was just really instrumental in making my life to what it is now. So um, they were probably our number one supporter through one of the toughest times in, in my life and, and, and mine and Emily's. And I just can't find the words to really express how deeply sorry and hurt and devastated I feel for this person and their family and what they're going through. Uh, it's unimaginable, unfathomable, and unfair. So ladies and gentlemen, life is not a guarantee it certainly isn't fair and it sucks that you have to go through something like this or see somebody else that you care about go through something like this to be reminded of how fragile life can really be and how important it is to not take it for granted. So if you guys are a parent listening to this, hold your kids extra tight, give them an extra hug or a kiss tonight. And when they ask you to play Roblox, take a few minutes out of your busy day and play Roblox. Take that time that you have because someone somewhere is never going to get that time. They're never going to get that chance because it was taken from them. So make the most of what you have. That's all I got.
Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like sincere sympathies just aren't, just aren't enough. Um, I could never imagine, uh, could never imagine having to go through that. Um, there's no amount of, there's no amount of anything, uh, that I could possibly throw out there that would even be remotely close, um, or remotely sufficient. Um, you know, I, I read articles like that and I'm, and I'm not saying that I imagine what it's like on purpose, what it's like if my kids were gone, cause that just sounds sick. But I, I, I try to imagine like I, I walk home, you know, or I walk in the house and let's say they're, they're still out and I, they haven't gotten home yet. And I walk in the house and it's like, to walk past that bedroom or walk past that nursery or whatever the situation is. I, I I don't know. I, I don't know how people survive through that. Um, because depressions are depressions real, but that, that would just go so far beyond that. So many, leagues and leagues beyond that and just no no parent should ever bury their child and i i can't can't possibly send enough uh uh, love and condolences to that person because and and appreciation for the fact that they are clearly a stronger person than i would be well it it's funny you said what you you know first thing you said was like sorry or, or condolences or whatever it seems insignificant like I had um I didn't think it was right to text this person because that's all they're getting is texts and or to call this person because the last thing they want are people saying sorry or my condolences or my prayers are with you and your family like I know they mean well but I put myself in that person's shoes. Like that's the last fucking thing I want to hear. If I lose a child or, or my wife or fiance or, or a parent or like, sorry for your loss in this sense, just doesn't seem to cut it. It seems so insignificant. It seems like saying sorry for your loss carries no meaning whatsoever compared to what we want to say, but those words just don't exist. Like there isn't anything right that you can say in that moment. There aren't words that anyone could possibly put together to formulate a sentence to express the hurt, sadness, love, and devastation felt over something like that. Um, So I think reaching out, I'm here. Um, letting that person know you're there in a subtle and simple way if possible almost goes further than saying sorry for your loss. If there's anything you need, let me know. Like those are all things people say. And most people mean it and they mean well. But I think being there, just letting the person that I'm here, I'm here for you. Yeah. That's 
That's all they need in that moment. This person, they just need somebody to, to be there, to scream at, to yell at, to punch, to hold, to kick, to cry on, um, to listen. Just don't, no reason to speak, say anything, or provide any type of words of wisdom or encouragement. Just be, just be there. They need you, they'll come. That's for sure. That's uh, brutal. So yeah, so hug your kids extra tight. Yep. And uh, and take that minute. And it's something that I've just naturally want to do as a father is uh, be present in the moment as much as possible. And I catch myself a lot of times after the fact. I'll be busy doing something. I'm you know trying to squeeze something in to my day that's already jam-packed full of things. And Johnny will come outside by himself with the football and start throwing it up in the air. And he's just dying for five minutes. And there are times where I, I know that and I see it and I recognize it and I dismiss it. But when I catch myself, I drop what I'm doing, no matter how busy I am. And I look at him and I say, yo, hit me up here. And he'll be like, really? like surprised that I'm taking time away to, to do something with him. Even if it's for 30 seconds or a couple quick tosses of the ball or, you know, race from telephone pole to telephone pole, do something, just be there, be present in the moment. Um, Cause there are people that they think they're going to have a lifetime of those moments. Gone. Yep. Gone before the, they even knew it, it existed long before it came. Really? So, anyways. Wow. Um, hmm. Well, again, uh, you know, for what for what it's worth, condolences to them, and uh, yeah. Um, check in on people, even if it's not something they outwardly speak of or make mention of or anything like that. Um, check in on people too, from time to time. Like it's sometimes it's, it's more appreciated than, you know, when you just hit the person up and say, how you feeling? How, how's so just a thought. Um, so uh, well, on that note, um, ladies, gents, everybody, um, please take a moment. Uh, stop by the link tree link in the description of the episode. Um, you get more information on how to check us out, check out the show, uh, check out the network. Um, support us. Uh, there, there is information about the support option in there. Um, but more important than any of that, um, support your friends, support your family, support your loved ones. Um, be kind. Don't be a douchebag. That's always important. And uh, yes, hug your kids. Don't kick them as much as you may want to. 
Sometimes I totally understand. But uh, yeah, be good to people. And we'll catch you next time.